0: Welcome back to the Sozo Ministries International offices here in Mbali, Uganda. Uh, my name is Scott Ingram. I am the Apostolic Overseer of Sozo Ministries International. Uh, this is April the 6th, 2020, and this is your Monday message. What I want to talk about right now is the fact that it is Passion Week, it is the week of Easter. Yesterday we celebrated uh, Palm Sunday. Uh, We're still, you know, self-quarantining, isolating, social distancing here, and I know all of you are as well. So my wife, just to celebrate the day, went and hung some big leaves on our gate, just so anybody passing would see it and just remember that it was a holiday. Normally in Uganda, on Palm Sunday, you will see massive parades of Christians walking to church, carrying big palm leaves or banana leaves, waving waving them in the air just to mark the holiday, and so it's a really fun day, but yesterday was uh, relatively quiet, and so my wife put those on the gate just so people walking by would see it and remember. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about Easter, about Passion Week, about what this means and how it applies even to our situation right now today. You know, as I was praying about this message, uh, what the Lord told me is if you read the Bible— and you look at the Passion Week stories, you look at everything from Palm Sunday leading up to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, it, that week really revealed the hearts of all of the people, especially in Jerusalem, all the people that had followed Jesus for months or years. Um, you had the, the massive crowd who had followed Jesus, who had just wanted to see a miracle. They just wanted to see the prophet. They just wanted to see uh, some sign from heaven. They wanted the supernatural magic show, if, if you will. Um, but they didn't really believe he was the Messiah like reality was pointing to. And so when Jesus is coming into the city on Palm Sunday, you have the crowd that is celebrating and shouting Hosanna in the highest Uh, The the Pharisees, the religious leaders are all angry. You tell these people, be quiet. Jesus says, no, if they're quiet, the stones will cry out. It's a big moment of celebration on Sunday. But the following Friday, the same crowds are standing up and shouting, crucify. Because Jesus wasn't the Messiah that they thought he was supposed to be. He wasn't coming to tackle Rome and defeat them and deliver them. and, And they didn't like how this looked. And so the same people who were shouting Hosanna on Palm Sunday were shouting crucify on Friday. On the flip side, you have the disciples who, they've been following Jesus faithfully. They've made some testimonies that you are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. They're putting their faith in him. When they're coming down the road, uh, Jesus riding on the donkey into Jerusalem, the disciples are looking going, yes, it's finally the recognition he deserves. But for them, instead of turning their backs on Jesus, their celebration turns to confusion. Because Jesus has been talking about needing to go to Jerusalem in order to die. And we we look at the, the Last Supper, and Jesus is saying, This is my body broken for you. This is my blood poured out for you. And the disciples are going, What? Like... Remember the parade, remember the celebration and now you're you're still talking about dying. Aren't you the king that we've been waiting for? And so their celebration turns to confusion. <clears throat> and then on Good Friday, when Jesus is crucified, their confusion turns into hiding in fear.'re they're, they're shut in, they're running, they're afraid because they'd given their lives to follow him. And now he's gone. And so for them, this was a very terrifying season. Um, But what most of them missed, what all of them missed, it was the promise that Sunday is coming. The promise of resurrection, the promise that just as Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days, so the Son of Man will be in the belly of the earth for three days. He had promised, he had prophesied his resurrection, but they missed that point. They missed the fact that new life was just on the other side of this short season. The promise over all of the Christian life is that resurrection is still coming. Our Sunday is still coming. We're still set to be raised again into new bodies just like His, to be taken to heaven, to be with our Lord. That's the hope of the Christian life is that this life here is not all there is, but that we will have life just like His. As I look throughout Christian history, I've noticed that there is a trend that all throughout history, Christianity goes through these seasons, some seasons of big, open, public celebration. And then other seasons, they go into hiding, into a hiddenness, into a quiet mode. But what I have found looking at these seasons is that all of them turn out for the good of the church, for the good of the kingdom. I look at Pentecost, Pentecost where the Holy Spirit fell. Come on, the Holy Spirit. Come on, the disciples. They walk out in power. Biggest revival the world has ever seen in one day. Suddenly, three thousand people are saved just like that. People are are going out all over the world in the next few days and weeks. They're taking the gospel everywhere. The Holy Spirit is moving in signs and wonders. People are are hearing the testimony that Jesus has been raised from the dead. It's the greatest celebration the church has ever seen because it was the launching of the church. And there have been many revivals just like it since. But not too very long after Pentecost, there arose a season of persecution. And that persecution, while it initially led to a movement of missionaries, we've got to leave the city, we've got to go out into villages, we've got to scatter, we can't stay together, and it started a missionary movement. Eventually, this this persecution shut down everything. And as you come into about the year 250 to 300 A.D., we see the season of, of hiddenness in the church. We, this is where we get the rise of the Desert Fathers, the early monastics, people like St. Anthony the Great, these, these, uh, these spiritual people who left the world to go into hiding, into hermitages, later becoming monasteries, to hide and, and pray. And, <coughs> excuse me, looking at it, Even that was one of the greatest moves of intercession in history. We still read the sayings of the Desert Fathers. We still read some of the writings of these people who lived most of their Christian life hidden away, some of them because of persecution, some of them because of the calling and anointing of God. All that to say throughout history, we've had seasons of public celebration, public declaration, and we've had seasons of hiddenness. But both are beneficial. God works through both. God gets the glory through both. And here's what I want you to to see right now, coming into this week, this Easter week, that this should be a major season of celebration. I mean, this is the the Sunday that churches are packed. They open their doors for more services. They plan big public gatherings, big crusades. This week, I'm, I was supposed to be speaking in the Easter convention uh, of our friends at Pearl Haven at Living Water Ministries, Pearl Haven. Christian Center here in Mbali, a big week-long celebration, uh, and everyone's big celebrations have been canceled. And for the Christian, this is disheartening. Even in America, President Trump said he believed the country would be open by Passover, by Easter, and and now it's not. And so a lot of us are looking, going, what's going on right now? But the truth is, this disease, this COVID-19, it's brought us into a season of hiddenness. And the Lord told me that this is, the, this is a season that my people are called to redeem. We're not supposed to be looking at the disease and running in fear. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We're not supposed to be running in fear. But this season, God is calling us into that secret place of intercession, into hiddenness in Him. Because in Him, our authority is going to overcome this disease. And uh, again, listen, Sunday's coming resurrection is coming, new life is coming after this pandemic that's sweeping the globe, there's going to be a restoration of the celebration. And, and I believe that in that season, the church needs to be ready to go out and declare the gift of God, the goodness of God, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, to declare all of his promises. That's what we have a passion to do. We want to see revival come in the world. And a message I'm getting ready to record for uh, another ministry uh, for their Easter program. Uh, I'll share it with you. What I'm going to tell them is, look, in Matthew 24, there's always the disease and famine and warfare and violence. But Jesus says, this is not the end. This is the beginning of birth pains. And then he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to every nation. Then the end will come. And so listen, I'm not hiding from this disease. We're using wisdom and staying indoors as much as possible. We're social distancing. But listen, I believe God still heals disease. I believe he will heal this disease. And I believe that this disease is just another birth pain, another labor pain leading us to the greatest revival the world has ever seen. I believe the kingdom of God is going to be declared in every nation and God's glory is going to overtake the whole world. I believe that. I'm hoping for that. I'm looking for that. And so in this season of hiddenness, where God has has allowed this disease in the world and we're shut down, we need to take this time to be with Him in prayer, interceding for the season that comes next, for what comes day after tomorrow, what comes in just a couple of weeks, what comes in just a couple of months. I don't know when the restrictions are going to be lifted. I don't know when everything's going to be back to normal. But I do know God wants to use it for his glory. That's the message of Easter, that Friday looked devastating, but Sunday was coming. And so right now, we're in our own Black Friday. We're in one of the the craziest, I mean, we're in the craziest pandemic the world has seen in, in over 100 years since the Spanish flu. And, and I don't know all the numbers. This one may be uh, affecting more people than the Spanish flu. But we're in our own Black Friday. But I'm promising you the promise of God to heal all our diseases and that His glory would overcome the world means that our resurrection day is coming. Sunday is coming. We will get past this season. And so we've got to be interceding and praying to the Lord right now in this season of hiddenness. Preparing ourselves for the next season where we're going to go out and we're going to declare all of his promises. And what are those promises? Uh, this is sozo ministries. For for those that don't know, sozo is a Greek word used often in the New Testament. And most often it's translated as salvation. Uh, in Mark chapter 16, it says, He that believes and is baptized will be saved. It's the Greek word sozo. Uh, it, it it translates salvation, but truly it, it it means a complete salvation of your entire being. When I teach on this topic, I tell people, you have three parts to you. You are a soul, your your psyche, your when you say, I am, I am Scott, it's the soul that is talking. It's not just the vocal cords, but it's the, the mind, the will, the emotions, who you are at your essence is your soul. You are a soul, you have a body, and you have a spirit. You have three parts, body, soul, and spirit. And for salvation to be complete, it must touch all three of these areas. And so when we talk about salvation, we're normally talking about the soul. We go out soul winning. We get people saved so that their soul is redeemed to God But it's more than that. This same Greek word also means healed in your physical body. Meaning salvation touches your flesh. It touches the body that you live in. And then it also touches the spirit where it it means that you're saved, you're delivered from the power of your enemy. And our enemies are spiritual. We're saved from the world of darkness around us, controlled by the devil and his demons. Spiritually, we have deliverance. And so, sozo means salvation, healing, and deliverance. I I could take you to Psalm 103 right now and show you that that all of these have been promised since Old Testament days. That, bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all of His benefits. Who forgives all of your sins, saved. Who heals all of your diseases, healed who redeems your life from the pit. It's talking, it's a reference to that pit that Joseph was thrown in, in slavery. It's the deliverance of your spirit. And so all of these promises of God are still ours today. And they're what we're holding to. They're what we're praying for. Even in this season of COVID-19 taking over the world, we are praying for God's salvation, the story of Easter to come in and take hold. We're praying for the salvation of the world. We're praying for the healing of every person who has this disease, who has been struck with this sickness. And we're praying for deliverance from all of the spiritual powers that are empowering not only this sickness, but the spirit of fear, the government corruptions, everything that's going on We're fighting a spiritual battle. And so right now, as we move towards Friday, we have to remember Sunday's coming. We have to take this season of hiddenness to pray and intercede for what comes next when we get to take the promises of God to the world once again in more powerful ways. Now, I'm not discounting what we're doing right here. The message of the gospel is still going out. It's still being preached all over the world. And and we're using technology like we've never used before, and I praise God for that. But listen to me. I absolutely believe that this next season, after this disease, is going to be greater for the kingdom than it was before. I absolutely believe, because the kingdom of God is always progressing. The, the, the advancement of His kingdom and His peace will be without end. It's always progressing. And so I do believe we're in a transition season that if we will take this time and intercede and pray and seek God's face, that the revival season that's going to follow is going to be greater than what we were seeing just a few months ago. And so here's how I want to end today. Um, I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're struggling with, but I do know I've been seeing on my friends list a a lot of my friends on Facebook, a lot of the people that we know personally are now being affected by this sickness. And so I just want to close today's Monday message by praying for every one of you who are stuck in a hospital, stuck in quarantine, or stuck in bed with this COVID-19 disease. I told you two weeks ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, this disease has been allowed, but it has been created to die for God's glory. I do believe that the prayer of faith still saves the sick, and so if you have this disease right now, I just want you, if you'll just put your hand on your, on your own body, put it on your chest. It's a breathing, it's a respiratory issue. So this is symbolic of the touch of God touching your chest. And I just want to pray with you right now. Holy Spirit, I pray for every person who's watching this video who is suffering under this disease called COVID-19, this coronavirus, this false crown that's taking over the world, Right now in Jesus' name, I speak to that disease in their body and I command that disease to die. I command that disease to leave their chest right now in Jesus' name. Father, I command fluid in lungs to dry up. I command coughing and tightness of, of the breath, of the breathing, to leave right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now, wherever they are, if they're struggling with this disease, Father, that you would take it out right now, Lord. I'm asking in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you said that the prayer of faith would raise the sick. We believe that these prayers, this faith in Jesus, in His promise, still raises up the sick today. And so, Lord, I pray right now that this video would be followed by testimonies coming in of breathing right now, miraculously coming back to normal. Temperatures right now, miraculously dropping back to normal. Father, I pray for a supernatural deliverance of this disease over every person and every family represented by those watching. Father, would you prove yourself powerful once again over this false crown in our world? Father, we thank you for the healing that you're working right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Listen, sincerely, if you have this disease or any disease, we are a ministry that practices praying for the sick. We are a ministry that believes in healing. And so uh, if you need specific prayer, you can always email the ministry your prayer requests at prayer uh, prayer at sozoministries.net You can also go to the website sozoministries.net and there's a link that says get prayer. You can submit your prayer request that way. You can also send us a message on Facebook or any other social media uh, where you follow us. You can send us a message there. We will get your prayer request to our prayer team. But listen, I really do believe right now just by praying some of you who are struggling with disease just received your healing. I I 100% believe that. And so I'm asking you if you're watching this video and you just got healed, or you get healed from it supernaturally in the next couple of days, would you please send us a message and just share that testimony? You can email me personally, scott, S C O T at sozoministries.net, or you can, you can message us on Facebook or any social media. Uh, we want to hear the testimonies because we believe that God is working. Listen, if you do want to connect with the ministry, you can always find the website. It's, again, sozoministries.net. You can find us on Facebook at Sozoministries, Inc. Just look for that Crown of Thorns logo right there. Uh, you'll have the right Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram at Sozoministries. Send us your comments. Send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, sincerely, uh, I hope these messages are blessing you. I hope that taking this time every Monday to just share what the Lord's telling me is encouraging to you. But listen, as we celebrate Easter, I don't know your situation you're in right now, but never forget, no matter how dark Friday looks, your Sunday is coming, your resurrection day is coming, and the Lord has you in His hand. He's watching out for you, and He wants to use us. So don't, don't waste this time. I love you. God bless you. I will see you next week.